1: It's time to go one-on-one with DP. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, here is your host, Derek Pearson. Presented by Beatrice Bakery on 937 the Ticket and the Ticketfm.com.
0: Happy Wednesday, everybody. Starter text sign 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline. You can call that number anytime. Feel, feel free. Let it rip. Just say grab your phone, grip it, and rip it. Get your text in, get your comments in. I get a little, 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 little pumped. See some people think that's the CM Punk song. But that, my friends, is that is living color. Cult of personality. And if you haven't heard that entire album, go make time. The entire album is fire, fire. Uh, I was going to torture you guys today and make Nick just load the best starting lineup intros and just play them the entire uh, entire show. But I love you guys, so I won't do that to you. But in my head, I'm hearing PA announcers from the NBA. That's how we're going to get down with that. It's amazing, it's amazing, that's how it works. Uh, you can follow on the Starter Hangman Live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, hit us up, hit us up. You know the deal, hit me with a what's up, hit me with a happy Thanksgiving, hit me with something, you know, to begin the conversation. We can do that. Uh, a lot of the conversation uh, today, uh, I did three shows today. And everybody's curious. So it's funny now that my friends from across the country now find themselves watching Husker Athletics on a high volume now because they hear about it so much. And so they're all over the country. And so I get these calls from D.C., which is, hey, what's going on out there? <laughs> like, calm down. Give them time. You don't even live here. But they're interested and curious. Curious. And sometimes I have answers for him. <laughs> A lot of times I don't. But sometimes I do. <laughs> sometimes I do. Uh, I was also asked this. And yeah, uh, Aaron understands it. I, I, I was asked Tuesday night if I would dedicate an entire segment of, of, of old school to wrestling, to pro wrestling. And I said I would have to. I would have to I would have to talk that over with Nick. Because Nick's not a wrestling fan. So the moment that conversation happens, he 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 handles his business. Like Nick becomes panicky. Like, oh, you're asking me to talk about people I don't know. And he wouldn't investigate. So that's a problem. But I, I have to say that to him, right? Like Nick, sometimes you got you gotta go. Like you gotta dive in the pool. And so anytime families get together, anytime my family gets together. Mm-hmm. At some point, wrestling becomes the topic of conversation.
1: Interesting. That does not happen at my family's Thanksgiving. Oh,
0: oh, we – at some point – because two of my cousins are the t- kind of people who learn pro wrestling finishing holes, like mm-hmm. the one you see at the end of a match that everybody gets all hyped for, okay. right? So yes. the one, The one where you know that the match is about to end or it should end. Yes. Now, now they fool you with it because they'll give it to you. So with the Rock, it was the People's Elbow, with – uh, with Dusty Rhodes, it was the Bonic Elbow. Okay. Chief J. Strongbow in a sleeper hole, and I, mm-hmm. I, I, I would imagine that at least a third of the people listening to the show at some point have pondered whether they could actually put somebody to sleep that way.
1: Mm. Now, can it can it happen? If
0: done properly, it can happen. As a matter of fact, there was uh, there was a, a, a an actor who gave grief to to a wrestler on a on a like a Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. And the wrestler was like, oh, you think it's you, you? think this is fake? So, come here. And he just grabbed him and wrapped him, put him in a sleeper hole, put him to sleep. Dude fell, hit his head. He's laying there bleeding. His head's bleeding. <laughs> and the guy's like, still fake, pal? <laughs> what do you got to say? Yeah, like, okay, you're going to learn the hard way. Yeah. Um, Rick Flair's figure four leg lock. Now, there's a hundred of these things, Nick. Hundreds. Yeah. And my cousins are the kind of people who, if you – Fall asleep on the couch around them, they're going to slap a wrestling hold on you. No trust. Oh, 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 Man. oh, oh, there's no trust. There's zero trust. I'm out on that. Zero trust. So, just a matter. And so, Ric Flair is no- known for having heavy hands. Okay. Thick, heavy hands. So, but his, one of his signature moves is him slapping you across the chest. Okay. Right? <laughs> Hard. Well, I have cousins who, just for grins and giggles, if you're like standing against a wall talking to them, they will un they
1: will unleash a chop across the chest. I'm gonna have to look all this up. <laughs> YouTube.
0: So you also have to look up. So and what's then, the first thing I and, should and, and, watch? And, 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 right then, now. and then the but the appropriate response is. When my, when my cousin slaps me across the chest, the appropriate response is for me to do the Ric Flair fall. Right? Okay. And Flair would do this once a match.
1: First thing that comes up, 30 seconds of flare flops. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> they call them Flare flops?
0: Yes. They actually have their own name.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he he'll be in the corner taking punches, and then he'll, like. Fight his way out. Okay, but then as he'll try to walk away from the from the guy who just hit him with like ten punches, he just he just falls on his face.
1: <laughs> Look at Nick. What is this dude doing? <laughs> this is popular. This was popular. This is
0: amazing. This is amazing. He just falls. He just falls, and it's the best thing. Like so, then <laughs> so the NFL used it for a bit, where players would do that. Like if they went and hit somebody
1: real hard, they'd just get up and run, and then they do the fire flop. he like kicks out his left leg and just drops he
0: just drops to his face right he just falls and 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 the 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 applause that people would would give him for this it was incredible it was incredible that's awesome absolutely incredible so yeah so there's certain things the people's elbow which might be the worst finishing hole in in all of the history of pro wrestling Cause it really, cause it really is the rock just standing over somebody, and he doesn't really hit him with the elbow. It's kind of lame. <laughs> oh, it's
1: eight minutes long.
0: Hold on. Oh, gotta, oh, there's, gotta, oh, there's tons. There's gotta, tons. Gotta... There's tons. So yeah, there's that.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, he doesn't hit it. This is maybe what I had the problem with. Is like he doesn't. It's obvious he did not hit him, and the guy acts like he hit him. Okay. So, but here's the one. That Explain you, that all. He, to he, me. That's a sell. Yeah. That's a sell. But what you want to go go
0: look up? Mick Foley versus Undertake cage
1: hell in a cell yes yes we won't
0: watch the full match you don't right watch now. the find the, the highlight clip and it was the- he threw him off the top th- Bruh. oh actually watch now, now just just i need for you to watch it he literally i mean this is a 20 foot high cage and undertaker they had talked about doing something up there okay but the moment you're going to throw a 280 pound human being off a 20 foot high cage onto a a a, a table, okay, talk about trust, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of trust required.
1: Yes. Don't <laughs> even let him climb up the fence. Oh man. <laughs> you gotta
0: speed it up to the point i'm trying i'm trying I'm yeah trying. you gotta speed it up to the point where he throws him oh here we go yeah yeah he
1: grabs him by the hair yeah yeah it's just okay
0: i'm not sure how much money you would have to pay me come on to allow that to happen there we go now we threw it okay yeah
1: like i don't oh my <laughs> Oh my! The whole crowd stands up like they well, didn't know that was about to happen. No, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. Because it wasn't. Yes, it that's wasn't, right. That wasn't planned.
0: Right. So then they get up on top of the cage after this, right? Mm-hmm. And the, wow. the, the 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 grasp that hold the, the cage together at the joints. Yes. You start to hear plink plink <laughs> plink, and those <there's, laughs> they popped off. Right? Plink plink. Well, one of the panels that they're in. Remember, these are two 300-pound dudes. Yeah. Imagine that he slams guy, except the panel opens up. And from 20 feet, he throws this dude down on the mat. Now, again, not planned. Yeah. But at that point, the announcer's like, oh, he killed him. Like, he's dead. Like, he's literally dead. The camera... One is just getting in to
1: see, make sure he's okay. Yeah, yeah, because his head's, like, underneath the but, table. But, but, no, but they get clear,
0: and he's laying there, and there's a thing hanging out of his nose.
1: Oh, no. It's his tooth. And it's- oh, <laughs> gross. See, I'm just not about that life, D.B. No, like, saying, unfortunately, but Like, unfortunately. You know, you know that, that that's literally why I'm telling you yeah, this. Yeah, I- yeah, you know, you know you're making me squirmish <laughs> over here, man. This is just...
0: <laughs> no, I you're right? You're right. The Jackknife p- Powerbomb looks pretty. Rough. Yeah, it was. It, it, so there's certain things that happen <laughs> in it, right? That that and then and then there's certain guys who. The joke was, you would watch them perform, mm-hmm. as though they didn't know that this was scripted. Like there were dudes who really thought they were in a fight. Fight. Oh. <laughs> That that doesn't go well. Right? Well, that was amazing, though, right? Because the guys are coming through, and he goes, he really doesn't know this. Like, he has no idea. <laughs> <that he's... laughs> he really has no idea. And the other guy's going, hey, bruh, chill. Like, <laughs> Don't take it so serious. Right? Seriously. So then they did a film crew, Mick Foley, who's the yes. greatest. Like, And they showed him taking shots to the head with a chair from The Rock. Mm-hmm. And they had agreed, you know, we're going to hit you with a couple of shots. Yeah. Except for Foley's kids happened to be there that night,
1: and they didn't want to see him get beat up.
0: Oh, well, his blood squirting off was hey, oh. dude. It was like <laughs> so. Then they show him afterwards, and they show how the like the post match thing works, mm-hmm. where they go back there and they get they get a shot to numb whatever body part there is, yeah, and then they have to sew these human beings back together.
1: <laughs> so, Paz, what's the most serious injury that's ever happened? Death. No way! Death, death. Um, Even though it's scripted, Owen Hart, Owen Hart,
0: who's one of the like great legacies. Okay, um, his family, the Hart family, is like one of the top families in all of it, and they had him p- for pay per view. They had him prepared and again. This is live at an arena, and what they would do is they would attach him to a gurney and fly him down to the ring, like zip line him down to the ring, and this is a big pay per view. Well, he's ziplining and it breaks. And he lands on, like you, know, you see the corners in boxing? Oh, no, not on the pole. He landed, well, he landed, his head hit the turnbuckle. And again, this is on pay-per-view. Yeah. Live. And everybody's just kind of going, okay, what do we do? Like, what do we do? And the announcer's like, okay just for the record that was not planned that was organized um we had a serious issue um he's really injured uh and like he he, he died oh my goodness he fell from like 30 feet like imagine being zip line yeah and and just yeah it's pretty crazy. Yikes! It's crazy. and and it, it's it, it screwed up wrestling for a bit. Yeah, that's terrifying. So people would, like they asked the question like the entire time. This is the, at the beginning of the internet where the internet's really well, people communicating yeah. this stuff, and like they've done erasing where they wanted to make sure this the video was not on, on that's, the internet anywhere.
1: That's what I've I looked up. I said Owen Hart death. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, Owen Hart death. Yeah, and it says what the WWE won't tell you about Owen's death.
0: Right. That somebody screwed. I mean, somebody screwed the pooch. Yikes. But this is a family that's deeply touched in this thing um and then what was also interesting with the hart family is that their brother was a part of the 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 unwrapping of the wrestling industry because he was the world champion okay his brother brett uh and he was facing Shawn michaels and the owner of the company did not want so brett uh, brett hart was going to leave this company and go to another company okay but he was heavyweight champion and they told him, "Well, before you we leave, you got to give us the belt back. Like you got to give us the belt back. So you you, you got to lose it. Interesting. You got to lose the belt tonight. You got to lose it tonight. You have to lose it tonight." And he was like, "Well, let me go out because it was in his hometown. He's like, I don't want to lose the belt on my hometown. Like I don't want to do it." And they're like, "Well, that's not how this works. Like you got to give it up." And he was like, "No, I don't." <laughs> yeah, because they were afraid he was going to show up the next night on the other company with their belt. Oh, that could have been, that. Bad, would that would have been bad, 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 pretty, right? Pretty ba though. So they set it up, and he, him, and the guy he's he's fighting are going back and forth over how this thing's going to go down. And the, and Charles Michaels is telling them, "I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you." Except they cheat him, and have the referee do a quick count, and they take the belt from him. And Bret Hart is sitting in the ring, and you, he's peeved like he Nick. The owner standing at ringside, imagine that the moment he realized he's been screwed. Yeah. And so he first of all he spits on it. He spits on the owner's face. And then they go in the back. And the owner knows that he's mad. And the owner says, Tell you what. I had to do what I had to do, but you get one shot. You can hit me one punch. And Bret Hart didn't even like wait. He was just like, knocked him out. <laughs> One punch what, knocked him what out. What year was this? Uh, Screwjob's probably 94, something like it. Just put in Montreal Screwdriver.
1: There it is. Yep. It's, 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 easy. I need to watch this here. Oh, it's 97. It's,
0: it's, yeah. So, so there's all this stuff, right? Okay. Yeah. It, right? Like, it, it, it's a real thing. There's, there's a whole world. Like, it's a real I thing. I haven't even
1: opened up to it.
0: Oh, oh. The, the, the best part of this stuff. So. That's the, how they. The biggest decision they can make is who they give the belt to, mm-hmm. because if you give it to the wrong person, he may not give it back. So imagine, imagine you're in these matches. So Andre, you know Andre the Giant. Right? Yes, seven foot five, four five hundred pounds. Andre the Giant was never heavyweight champion in the world. Okay, because. Andre, nobody legitimately could beat Andre. Nobody could beat him. So if Andre got the belt, Andre would have been the champion forever and ever and ever. Mm -hmm. They were like, no. And he knew. He was like, well, I can beat anybody. So then there were all these rules that happened because of Andre. Because it was, here's all the stuff you could do to Andre and get away with it. But if you made Andre mad during a match, he would beat you up. (laughs) Like he would literally beat you up. This is this is wild. <laughs> so, there's this whole history behind it. And it's only like I said, it, it was brought up because it did a show earlier and they were talking about this. Yeah. And he's been around it. Um it was crazy. Yeah. Uh OG is right. Uh they had a redo of of that situation. They did it with John Cena and CM Punk. Okay. Um but that's also the thing, right? Some some the way it used to work was Mixed martial artists would do their thing and then come over and wrestle mm-hmm. and use those arts to, to put on the show and be a part of wrestling. But now, like Brock Lesnar, yep. Lesnar went over to UFC, won the heavyweight championship, literally showed everybody I'm the baddest man on the planet. I'm literally yep. the baddest man on the planet. And then he goes back to wrestling. Because he's already verified.
1: Like, he's bonafide. He doesn't... Like, even if they don't give him the, the belt. Right. He, he's bonafide. Everybody knows. Nobody yep. beating you up.
0: Like, yeah. that's not how that works. In reality, yeah. Right? And then now they have this problem. They had this problem with Ronda Rousey when they brought yep. her into wrestling. Because nobody could beat Ronda Rousey. Like,
1: <laughs> there's
0: nobody... Yeah. Like, none of those girls what, could beat Ronda Rousey. Whatever happened to Ronda? Ronda she just she had, had a baby. Th- she just had a baby. Okay.
1: She has. She had that huge fight with... with um... Well, she... Holly Holm... Holly Holm, Amanda yes. Nunes, none of them went well.
0: Yeah, none of them went well. One of them went over quick. Not, oh, yeah, it it wasn't even close. Well, because those are punchers. Yeah, and it just didn't go well. They were punchers and kickers because Holly Holm almost
1: kicked her head off. That's right. That's, <laughs> that's the one I was thinking about. Yeah, right.
0: yeah. Holly Holm. I mean, but but mixed martial art and its relationship with WWE wrestling has been it goes back forever and ever and ever. Okay. Same with pro football. Like a lot of the greatest pro football players, went over to wrestling after at the end of their football careers, and that's how they paid their the, their bills. Interesting. That's how they like uh, Wahoo McDaniel, who who played for the Jets, uh, went into pro wrestling, became a pro. Ric Flair thought he was going to be a pro uh, football player, didn't happen, so he went over. To the Rock. The Rock. The Rock played on those great yep. Mi- University of Miami teams. Yes. Uh, tell, you know, he's told the story of losing his job to Warren Sapp. Mm-hmm. Like he thought he was going to be the starter at University of Miami, and here comes Warren Sapp, and he goes, "Oh well, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> all right then. Yeah, all
1: right, that's not, that's not, that's not going to work." Um, but yeah, it, it's that business. Interesting. I I never knew, I never knew it went that deep. Number one, I haven't oh, looked goes. into it. But also, I I was just telling my buddy this the other day when we were watching the the Bud fight. Is that I never three years ago never would have imagined myself being into MMA and and like UFC and and boxing. As much as I am now, I like the, the fights fascinate me and how like Bud just, just basically played like with Sean Porter, the whole not, I, not necessarily I, I, played.
0: I, 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 let's not say that.
1: Yeah, not played, but it was more of a he he knew exactly what he was doing, even he was though losing in the fight in the first.
0: Well, he was losing the fight really? He so you you, know, are you we, didn't we, catch, haven't, we haven't been able to talk about. Did this you catch yet? the video online of going into the tenth round? Yes. Bud's sitting on on his stool in the corner, mm-hmm. and he just kind of casually asks, "I'm up? Am I up?" And there's a guy who's sitting near the judges. Yeah, that's part of his team. And he goes, "No, he's up." And I, Bud and Bud goes, Bud
1: goes, what? What?
0: How? Like how? How mm-hmm. is he up?" And he goes, "He's up. He's up around. So you you got to yeah. go to work." And the the, the that's the, right. The, the the real savagery of it was he went. Like that, that that button
1: that flipped a switch.
0: Yeah, the switch got the flip got switched. It was like, wait a minute, the switch the switch got flipped. Yeah, it, the look on his face was wow, really? Well, that second okay. that
1: second round was the the one that was people were talking about, which could have went either way. Because if I remember no, correctly, the judges
0: the judges had yes, he did Porter yes. ahead. Yes, they did. So if he doesn't hit the button, mm-hmm. in his mind, he thinks he's winning anyway. Yeah. Now, I don't think he was playing with Porter. I think the ninth round that, that was a bad way to the, say it. The ninth yeah. round kind of turned it. But and we still haven't talked about the, the, the absolute bizarrety of Porter's dad throwing in the towel and then just throwing him under the bus. Man. Like so if you've ever if you've never been around boxing families, those are the weirdest dynamics. Like it it's kind of bananas to when when your dad yeah is training you um or when your uncle is training you there's so many blurred lines for for the relationship that it's just it's kind of it's kind of crazy and to say that porter's dad is not the first crazy dad i've been around mm-hmm. no that is that it is it is what it's it's a, it's a close line between the craziness of boxing dads and the craziness of tennis dads tennis dads who have little girls who are playing tennis yes. that that's, okay. that that thin line of craziness is is loud and also while we're on that subject if you have not go and watch King Richard okay King Richard King Richard uh, it's Will Smith as Richard Williams the dad of Venus and Serena Oh, is that the new one?
1: That, uh-huh. The new one?
0: Yes, yes. I, I want to see that. And one. it tracks it tracks them from early early age. Uh, it shows a bit of the bizarreness, but it also shows the genius behind it. Tells a great story. Uh, they did a really good job of casting, uh, especially some of the other tennis players that were involved in it. Uh, they you know they bring in you know there's a McEnroe story, there's a Pete Sampras story, okay. there's all of that. But it talks about all the stuff that goes on in it and. To say how crazy we should have thought Richard Williams was, like for him to say these girls are going to be the next two big tennis players, because there was no, no metric for finding them as the next two great tennis players, mm-hmm. and then to have him be right, like to have him be right, whoo man, like he was right, like he think about like how. He, he was so insane that he said like there was a, the, the there's a trainer that says, well you may have like once they figured out it all out that hey you may have the next Michael Jordan and he said, "No, nah, I got the next two and he was right like first of all, you got a young lady into tennis at a high level skipped juniors like you just skipped it and said, no nah, I'm cool." like I'm I'm gonna put my foot in the water but I'm not diving in and then you t- you dictated that your kids from Compton that some little girl from Compton is going to become the best tennis player in the world should be number 1 in the yeah. world and that she's going to play pro at 14 okay so Nick, if somebody if some dad walked in here right now
1: and oh, D- said "Defeat, V don't do this to me, man. You know you know where I've worked, right? you know <laughs> you know what I've done, man. Right, right. You, if some do dad right like if some don't. dad walked don't.
0: in here and went, My fourteen year is gonna be the greatest <laughs> in the world, you just go listen, man, I mean unless he's seven foot tall or like you know, like listen, You knew exact right? oh man. <laughs> it was like no, man, you get this crazy dude out of my station right and then he goes oh yeah by the way i got two i got two and the second one's going to be better than the first one the first one's going to get there at 14 and the second one's going to be number one in the world like and you go oh and then you go oh yeah they're two black girls
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah throw that on from compton yeah
0: with no money <laughs> so
1: if that's really cool
0: if you want to it's the bizarreness of watching parenting and, and, and that sort of thing that happens. But my goodness gracious, he was amazing. Uh, Ray says, what's up, DP? What's up, Ray? Uh, Porter was winning, but the outcome seemed predictable because he was using a lot of energy with the constant movement. Yeah, that's the task. But I mean, remember, this is this dude was a former world champion. So he was fighting in a way that he felt comfortable with it. But my goodness gracious, uh, them hands, man.
1: And, and at the beginning, I mean, they, they were talking about it, too, is he was holding back a little bit because – he he understood Bud's game. He understood what yeah, Bud wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, and every- then, and then slowly but surely, you started seeing him leaning a little bit too much. And and that's when Bud started really turning the tables. Was when he got him to lean. That is, look, anybody that's willing to be a pro wrestler, mm-hmm. UFC fighter, pro boxer,
0: uh, I see you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll watch. Yeah, like I'm, I'll be over here. Like I like to think of myself as slightly tough, right? No, mm-hmm. hey. Uh, And speaking of, last night at the the Huskers basketball game, who's sitting front row? Anthony Lionheart Smith. Look at that. (laughs) How about that? um, Texter who said, I don't know anything about boxing. Well, uh, I've been a judge, so that's okay. You go ahead. (laughs) You go ahead. D.C. Boxing Commission. But go ahead. Go ahead. Like, come on. Like, stop. Like, just stop saying it. Literally, the judges said he was winning the fight.
1: The scorecard said, yeah,
0: yeah. The scorecard said he was winning the fight. Like, st- stop! Like, you don't have to defend Bud. Bud don't need for you to defend
1: him. He's world champion. He's undefeated. He handled his business. Can we can we talk about the whole how Porter's dad talked about after the fight? Can we can yeah, we dive we, into that we, here? We, in a second? we can dive into that when we come back. How's that? Yeah, that's because I'm kind of interested to to hear thoughts on that. Yeah, we'll talk more. <laughs> we'll talk
0: more. Bud Crawford. We'll talk more fighting when we come back on one on one.
1: Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store. You're listening to One-on-One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and ticketfm.com.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun...